moms, welcome back to Shit Shower Shave. It is Jennifer, so I know it's been a while. I know I said I was going to do better. I'm not. I'm a terrible person at keeping promises. I'm really a really good friend, but I'm not really good with like keeping my commitment on this podcast. So I have enlisted one of my dear friends and one of you all's favorite co-host, Mom April. Hi, guys. To assist me with keeping me accountable so I can bring y'all funny, great, you know, uh, real content every week. So um, what has been up with me in the last week is I was home for, y'all, I'm so sorry. Y'all will hear this random smoke detector in my background like over and over again. I'm sorry. I'm just going to apologize now. I know that it's going to be annoying. I will try to get it fixed by tomorrow. But we're in my dining room, so, you know, things come with the territory. Anyway, I have been home for six days. Was it six days, April? Six days? Since last week. Since last Tuesday, I had been home with a three-year-old and a four-year-old with the flu. And I literally thought I was was going to strangle my own neck. And thank the Lord they went back today. But as I have said before in these podcasts, the flu cost me way too much money for people not to get their kids like some kind of like immunization against disease or like just keep your fucking kids home like I don't like it literally cost me like over a thousand dollars to be home with my kids which is absurd is it not that is that's crazy and April even offered to watch my kids I did (laughs) until we found out that they had the flu and then I had to love you from a distance because I'm not about that copay life Please don't take your sick kids around people. It's just rude and disrespectful. Like, I don't take mine. Like, the moment I found out, I told everybody they had been around. I told the school. I told everybody. So just don't, like, just don't. Because it's just fucking rude. Yay? Nay? Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, work from home. Try something else. But don't bring your snotty-nosed kids to school and get my kids sick. Because I'm going to give you the straight-ass side-eye. I sure will. <laughs> so sickness is not what we're talking about this week. However... What we are talking about is a very interesting topic. So there have been lots of things in the news about, like, sexual abuse and, you know, a lot of different topics about sex. We're not going there in this particular conversation. I do have my own personal story on um, that topic that we will save for another week. But what I do want to talk about is talking to your kids about sex and talking about sex in general. So really the theme for this episode is like, let's talk about sex. And it's all types of sex. It's sex with your partner. It's sex with your, April is like clutching her pearl, her invisible pearl. She's over here clutching them, y'all. Um, <laughs> but also talking to your kids about sex. So I have a teenage son and a preteen daughter and a four-year-old and a three-year-old. I have the gamut, y'all. I'm, don't ask me how I'm saying I'm drinking champagne as we speak. April has a... Six and five-year-old. Five so she's not at this point yet, but I'm sure she will have many topics. So April, I will ask you first to start off with, how did your parents talk to you about sex in general? My mom said, you better not get pregnant. Ditto. My mom said the, actually the exact same thing. My mom said, don't get pregnant. She was very open. Um, I was more of a shy kid because my mom was um, very bold she wanted to know she was all up in my mix and i did not want her so she kind of forced me to do <laughs> makes you don't want her i didn't because my mom is like a mixture of Medea and nini leaks like mixed <laughs> together so and that's no shade to my mom but she has a very like bold personality 
So she would come to me asking me about boys and I would say no. And one morning I was getting dressed and she just came to me and was like, what's this boy's name? And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. She was like, you walking around here with a, a half a bottle of perfume on and your <laughs> lips is glossed up. So what is this boy name? And I literally just busted out in tears. Cause I'm How like, old were you? I was in middle school. And okay. I was just like, uh, I don't, his name is Marcus. And, and she was just like, okay, well, how does he make you feel? Does he make your stomach, you know, feel butterfly-y? Do your privacy get wet? Like, she kept asking. What? Yes. Privacy in middle school? Yes. Wait a minute. She was like, you know, how does he make you feel? Like, and I didn't want to answer those questions. And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, since you don't know, don't use my phone. Don't turn on my TV or anything until Wait. you can come with me with five questions about boys and sex. Thanks. Have a good day at school. Did you ever follow up with those questions? Um, after a couple of days when I knew she was like, for real, I was just sitting in my room like Brandy sitting up in my room. <laughs> yes. So I finally made up some questions. She's like, cause I know you're talking about it with somebody. So you're not going to be talking to, you know, about it with your friends. You're going to talk to me. So she showed me how to put a condom on with a banana. Yes. You're in middle school. Mm-hmm. So she did like not in a traditional way have a conversation about sex. But she did, did, but like, she was have just a like whole engagement about sex. Yeah, and so it was like kind of like a weekly, monthly thing when she would ask me about, did y'all hold hands yet? Did y'all kiss yet? How does that make you feel? Do you get butterflies? Do you like it? And I'm like, I don't know. She was like, obviously you do like it because you keep doing it. So <laughs> um, she was like basically like so. At one point, I had to just kind of open up with her and tell her my feelings. You know, mm-hmm. my dad. We've never had a conversation about sex. So that's interesting. Like I, so my mom was a teen mom and my dad is old as dirt. So like when I started my, like literally my father, he is past now, all of y'all know, but like my father was 44 when I was born and my mom was 26 when I, well, no, she was 26, 26 when I was born. So I had a young thing and I hold an old thing. So Mm -hmm. when I started my period, like my father was like, just don't be laid up with no boys. Those were not the words that he used. He used something that I cannot say on this podcast. Right. But that was the extent of the conversation with him. And my mom was just like, just don't get pregnant. Like your mom said, but literally that was it. Right. And she told me like, you know, if you want to have sex, let me know. If you want to smoke, let me know. If you're going to have sex, like, let me, you know, get you on the pill. I don't want you to do it. You shouldn't mm-hmm. do it because you're getting get pregnant. I'm not taking care of no babies. But it was kind of like a weird conversation. Because some days she was like, you know, if you feel like you're getting to that point, let me know. We can get you on the pill. And then, like, the next day was just like, and you bet not bring no babies up here. <laughs> so I'm like, well, dang, Gina. Like, which one is it? Right. So, um, I, you know, I never told her that I was having sex. Like, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 17. Pray, bless you. Um, she found out on... On an email that I wrote to my boyfriend that I thought I was pregnant, which I was not because we were using condoms. But in my mind, my body was just acting crazy. Right. And um, that's how she found out. Lordy, Lord. So you were, I was 14. Mm-hmm. And this particular, this story is not relevant for this podcast, but I was 14. The person I lost my virginity to was 21. So when, like, some of the R. Kelly docs came out and we're mm-hmm. all talking about, like, people being pedophiles and taking advantage of people that very much so resonated with me. That is not the topic for this podcast, but it was very much. So at that time I felt I had convinced myself in my mind, I was going to be a virgin. until I was 18. I was like, Nope. My mama said, don't get pregnant. Don't have a teen baby. I'm going to be a virgin forever. Until I graduate and go to prom, I'm going to lose my virginity on prom night. And little naive taking advantage of thought I was growing me mm-hmm. was like, Oh, okay. Um, 
And I found myself pregnant at like 14 or 15, 14 and had an abortion like at 15. Mm-hmm. The best decision my father ever made for me. Like I would never like I'm, I'm a pro-choice person. I would never say it was it was a good or bad thing. But for right. me, I think it my life would have been very different than it is now. Yeah. So for my conversations about sex, like that's what I go into in thinking of having like a teenage son because my, my stepson is 15. Right. So, like, over the summer, I was like, shit. By this point, I was already fucking. Like, what? (laughs) Like, what's going to happen? Like, what is that conversation? So, I was like, to my husband, I was like, did you have a conversation with him? Did you talk to him? Did you this? Did you that? Did you that? He'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about strip club. We didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. This is not his voice, y'all. That's my imitation (laughs) of his voice. Because he does not sound like that. He's upstairs probably like, what is that wench down there talking talking about? But, um... <clears throat> it was just like he already has had a couple girlfriends and I think being in a dual parent household, it's a little different because our rules are different than his mom's rules. Right. Like his mom allows him to go to people's houses. His mom allows him. That's not, that I'm not comfortable with that. Like I'm like, I can control what you do here mm-hmm. on my couch. I can't control what you do on Sally Jane's couch. Right. So for me at a point, like we were here one night and I was like, look, I'm not naive, so what is the deal? Like, I'm not going to say you're doing it. I'm not going to say you're not doing it. But what I am going to do is have a conversation with you about what sex really is and what it means. What he And saying, he looked girl. like white in the face, like, mm. what? Huh? Mind y'all, I had probably been like a bottle into wine, so I was real, like, I'm gonna start up. Out. <laughs> I was real encouraged up in the conversation, but what I also took into that was like, there's so much taboo about sex and sexuality and sexual abuse and like just sex in general. I did not want my attractive, athletic, like for context, y'all, I have a 15 year old son who's in the ninth grade who plays varsity basketball, who is taller than me, and I'm five six and a half, so I'm five seven. He's taller than me. He's very muscular. He's light eyes. Like he is very attractive. April, April's over here shaking her head. He never like, have a shirt on. <laughs> he, don't, he don't. He don't like wearing clothes, which I th- apparently I've come to realize is like a normal teenage boy thing. I didn't know that until I seen DJ. Every time I see him, he like he's like out here sporting his whole body. But he's not an unattractive person. So I'm like, and the reality is older chicks will think that you are older. Mm-hmm. And and older chicks preying on young men is a very real thing that is not talked about. So I wanted to make sure that he was empowered with the information about what sex is and what it means. Because that's where I felt like I was lacking. Like, yeah, she was like, don't get pregnant. And I knew the mechanics of sex. But, like, there's so much more that goes into sex now that people don't talk about. Like, what we talked about was I was like... That sex is more than penetration. Like sex is oral sex. Sex is anal sex. Sex is vaginal sex. Like mm-hmm. sex is hands. Like there are so many types of sex. And he was like, what? Huh? All that's considered sex? Yeah. I was like, there are chicks giving people diseases from their throat today. That's disgusting. I mean, it's real. I know it's real. So he was like, huh, what? And I was like, you can use a condom to get head. You can use a condom to do this. You can use Oh, my a God. How drunk were you? Because I would have been drunk. A drunk. bottle. Okay. A bottle-ish. I would have been We say a bottle-ish. Um, but we had a very, I was like, you know, if you decide that you want to have sex with somebody, <clears throat> I'm not going to say, 
don't do it, I'm going to say all the things that come with the actual act of sex because it's not like every action in life has a consequence, right? Like Mm -hmm. if I decide that I'm going to go drive my car, I run the risk of having an accident. If you decide that you're going to go have sex, you run the risk of a lot of different things. And it's not always a bad thing. It could be a good thing. Um, And so he was like, what do you mean a consequence? And I was like, every action has a reaction. So I was like, sex he was like I mean like 95% of my friends are having sex and da 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 and I was like okay and I was like we'll know that a byproduct of sex is pregnancy is disease is emotional attachment Mm -hmm. I was like I'm not gonna sit here and say you're attached to every person you've had sex with forever and ever and ever right but the reality of it is there's some people you just simply do not forget in your sexual past and so he was like, really? And I was like, yes. Like Sometimes that's you just, can't forget them either. Right. You can't forget them. You can't get rid of them. You stuck with them with a kid. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and for him, I try to minimize the context of stuck with a kid because we're dealing in a situation where his parents aren't together anymore. Right. But also, I try to make it very clear, like, it's not just one and done. It's not just like, oh, I can do this and be out because those feelings and that person can live with you forever. And I'm, I've never been a person to be like, somebody's spirit is in your body but now that i'm older like that's a real sentiment like and even how you know i've seen different news cases where boys would have you know sex with girls and they may not have gotten a call return or the relationship i'm talking mm-hmm. about like kids and the little girl cried rape or whatever yep. the case may be and the boy got charged and now he has to register as a pedophile because they're a sex that offender, state yeah. has a um a certain law. So those are some other things that, mm-hmm. you know, kids or teens should look out for. Even not just teens, but, you know, adults too. Right. Like, so when I was talking to him, like, we had very transparent conversations. And the one thing that stuck out in my brain was he was like, but if I ask y'all to all of a sudden just take me to the store and buy, buy condoms for me, then y'all not going to let me see my girlfriend. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll. If you got to ask me to buy you condoms, you shouldn't be fucking. Right. Because I'm not supplying your habit. Like right. buying you condoms is like me buying somebody alcohol. I'm not about or to be out here supplying your habit. So right. if you decide to do something, I will gladly take you to every flea clinic in the world. Right. To get as many condoms as you need. Dental dams, condoms, female, whatever you need. But I'm not about to be out here funding your like habit. And you get you get an allowance. You get he lost his what this boy. Lost his whole wallet. I'm like, but you, you don't need to be buying no condoms. Right. And so he was like, you right. You right. But I am glad that I had that conversation because it at least sets a foundation because mm-hmm. I think what a lot of parents feel is nervous or like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to come to grips with the fact that my kids are actually going to be doing this at some point. And, I, and for him... Like, it's not my birth son, but it's my bonus son. So it's still really a hard thought for me to have in my yeah, brain to be like, at some point he'll be running up in some little girl. Like, that. <laughs> like that's oh like, I know. And like, mm. April has seen DJ from like when he was younger and it's really hard. Um, I hope nobody who knows him, only moms will be listening to this, but it's a hard. If I see DJ, I'm going to put a hoodie on and walking out the house. At <laughs> <laughs> this point. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But like, that's a reality in yeah. no few years. Like, 
he's 15 years old. Like, if I think back to what I was doing at 15 or what his daddy was doing at 15 or what, whatever, I'm just like, not in my house and be safe. Like, I'm not that mom. So that's the other question. How do you, and your kids are not at that age, but how do you feel about, like, kids having sex in your house? No. I mean, I agree, but. Um, no. I feel like if you've grown enough to have sex, you should be grown enough to, like, be somewhere where you can pay a bill, you know? <laughs> like, I'm not saying, like, go to a hotel or anything like that, but that's not, I'm not going to condone some kids possibly getting pregnant in my house. Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm still like, if you're like, mommy, can you take me to Target? Like, no, you shouldn't be <laughs> up in Megan like that. Like, I don't think so. But what this makes me think of is love and basketball. When Q was like the basketball player mm-hmm. and was at his mama's house and his mom would hold up the earring and was like, you better not have these hussies in my house. No, sir. I got cameras everywhere in here. So I have convinced my kids that I am big brother up in this big bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, I see all. I'm all knowing, all seeing, all speaking. Yeah, I'm not going to condone you getting it popping in my house. I'm sorry. And I agree because I'm just like, I'm the only person who should be fucking in my house. I agree. Because I'm the only so person So I walk in and in. be like, oh, hey, such and such. Hey, Landon and Megan. What's going on? We're going upstairs. We're going to be up there for about 20, 30, 40 an hour. I don't think so. Megan, <laughs> go home. Where your mom at? I don't think so. I mean, Mm-mm. but some parents are lenient like that. Like, I can't say I would be like, oh, daughter, because I have two. Let's go get on birth control because I think that you are. Like, I don't know that I'm that liberal of a mom. Like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to have the conversation about sex. And this is probably a double standard for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not liberal enough to be like, let's go get these pills and put you on the pill just in case. Because I also have very strong opinions about birth control. Like, I'm willing to have the conversation, but I'm not willing to put my daughter on the pill. So, I had to get on the pill as a teenager because my cycle was irregular. Mm -hmm. And the only option, the safe option, was birth control. Because they were like steroid and some other stuff that my mom was like, no, ma'am. And so, her fear was like, so this shouldn't convince her that it's okay to have sex, Mm -hmm. right? And at the time, like, I wasn't, but my period was just psychopath, you know? And so she was just so nervous, like, and I seen how bad, like, I'm the oldest grandchild, oldest child and grandchild on both sides of my family. Mm-hmm. So they just, it was like all these expectations. And she was just so afraid that I was going to mess up. And I seen the fear in her, you know, my, yeah. my mom, they used to call her the warden <laughs> because she was just like, no, 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 no. She said no a lot, but I turned out great, you know, mm-hmm. um, but she was just so afraid that now that I was on the pill that I was, so it was just like every single conversation. And it just kind of made me like, I can't wait till I'm 18 to get up out of here. <laughs> um, but but I wouldn't feel like that changed your perspective of whether you would or wouldn't have being on the pill. Cause her biggest thing was don't get pregnant. Right. So like, did that change your, no, because like I had my grandmother who kind of told me about like saving yourself, you know, like she, mm-hmm. she my grandmother did have that conversation. So I would give that, that credit to her. Um, it was for me, I just didn't do it because I just was in a position where I didn't want to disappoint anybody, gotcha. but like behind closed doors, I was curious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would look up things, ask like older friends about, you know, certain things. I didn't have like any older cousins or anything, but I would definitely be in discussions like in high school about who got it popping, how it was. Um, but I didn't have like an older sibling or cousin to go to. Right. But I was just so afraid of like disappointing everybody on the path that they wanted me to be on Mm -hmm. that I just didn't do it. 
do you feel like that added, like in retrospect, do you feel like that was good or bad that they pressured you so much to not? I think it was good. Because mm-hmm. I definitely would have got it popping way before. <laughs> Trust and believe. <laughs> Is that something you would redo? Like, so the pressure and the expectation, is that something you would re? I wouldn't definitely not pressure my kids. Like Mm -hmm. me and AJ, we actually talked about, we sat down and talked about the things that we liked our parents, things that our parents did that we liked and Mm -hmm. things that we did not like. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would never pressure them to go. I would have never went to college (laughs) to this day. It was a great experience. I love, shout out to CAU, but I would have never did it. If it wasn't for your family? If it was not for my family, I would not. That's interesting because, like, my again, my only family was, like, don't be laid up with no boys and don't get pregnant. And those were the two things that I did do. So I don't know that the message resonated, which no. is why I was very adamant I was, about. I was too afraid of my mom to do anything. Like, I still regret to this day that I didn't get to, like, run away or act a fool because I feel like <laughs> I didn't get that. I feel like I was robbed of that. Like, I know some people are like, what? But I'm like, I just did not get the opportunity to, like, get suspended run away from steal a car like I didn't get to do none of that I mean it's not what it's cracked up to be not that I had any of those experiences right but but even like in college like I wanted to like act like a complete slut bag whore I didn't get the opportunity to do that so it's good that my mom instilled those things but I would never do that to Leah like if they don't want to go to school just have another plan you know Mm -hmm. they gave me the option they would always call me like high school you know if you don't want to do this you don't have to do it but it was just like you know such and such counting on you or the church is so happy for you you know did you get the scholar did you get the book the um Mm -hmm. box that the church sent to you and I'm like well like if I want to give up I can't right now you know (laughs) um but I would never do that for Lee and Landon even like with sports that they're in now if they try and they don't want to do it okay we tried it but I'm not going to allow them just to give up but you got to have a plan, but I'm never going to be like, if you don't do this, I'm going to be so disappointed. So knowing that you felt very pressured to not do things mm-hmm. and like transitioning to you as an adult in your sexual being in person, how do you feel like what you encountered as a child or as a teen affects the sexual person that you are as an adult? We getting real real, y'all. We getting real. Let me take my jacket off. Um, I do feel like I'm a little bit more reserved than I would like naturally like to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit more reserved. Don't don't get it twisted like I am about that life, boo. But um, I wish I would have had more experiences prior to me like settling down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you feel like more experience would have made you feel more apt to do more risque things. So like experience, I don't think experience like leads to like you being more like whips and chains and Mm -hmm. like, you can just do that naturally. Like it's funny because we're having this conversation because just this Sunday on housewives, I don't know if you saw it. Candy had her whole dungeon show, Mm -hmm. which was a lot more. It was a lot further than I thought that she would take it. And that's just what they showed on TV. Mm. Did you watch it? I I don't watch that show. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, for all of you all, do watch that show. Maybe Um, I should tune in. I mean, it wasn't enough for you to tune in. But, like, for me, I don't. Like, I feel like because I started having sex at such a young age, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was doing things for the people that I was having sex with, especially until I got older. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I was just having a conversation with somebody and I was like, I don't feel like I discovered my sexual self or sexual being until I was in college. Because prior to that, I had a lot of partners who were older and I was really 
acting out is the wrong word, but I was really leaning on them to like mm-hmm. them to guide me and like whatever they wanted me to do is what right. I did. And so when I got to college, I felt more empowered to ask for what I wanted or do what I wanted mm-hmm. or in, in when it came to sex. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know the other side of that, of like starting younger and that being a choice that you made. Not that it wasn't a choice, right? but I was, I was really coerced into like having sex and right. that was my life for a really long time. So I don't know the other side of that of like, how is it to like make a choice to have sex and like everything you do is really your choice and you're like, I mean, there, it's a good and bad, like, you know, you're in control of what you want to do. But at the same time, like I never had a one night stand, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, dang, like it doesn't, it, 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 it. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but like the opportunity just to kind of live on the mm-hmm. wild side, you know, like, you know, now I'm with somebody who I'm with for 11 years. So like the sky is the limit. But prior to that, I didn't get the opportunity to like open up Pandora's box Mm -hmm. and I would have liked to have did that prior to me getting into like settling down like Julie Brown, you know, (laughs) um, I would have liked to maybe even have like more sexual partners, not partners because I'm happy with the number that I have. I'm not saying I want experiences, experiences, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a catch 22, but so do you feel like in your, do you feel like you're not able to still, you're not able to still do all the things that you like perceive that you may have done later now? Correct. Mm -hmm. Because like now I feel like I'm reserved for him, you Mm -hmm. know? So whatever my life, whatever fantasies or whatever I may have had prior to me settling down, it's just like, you know, I'm for him. Uh, I ain't a virgin, but he's like, (laughs) you know, I would never go to like, trapeze because I'm like, I don't want him to feel like another man can have me. So for context, y'all trapeze is a swingers club. I think that's the definition Mm -hmm. and it's here in Atlanta. So, but why would you not? So like from what I, I have never been to trapeze and there's no judgment to people who want to go to trapeze. Right. But is trapeze not similar to a strip club where do you have to engage if you don't, you don't have to, to, you don't have to engage, but the doors of the church is open. (laughs) So, Um, if you're looking for a church home and you're looking to get a popping, <laughs> then that's basically what it is. Like I have people and friends who've been to trapeze before and mm-hmm. it's basically like, you know, you make an agreement with your partner. You have like a secret code word, like pineapples and whatever the case Juicy is. juice. You're right. Monkey balls. Like <laughs> it's, you know, it is whatever, but. I think people go with intentions from the people that I've talked to go with intentions mm-hmm. to either spark a sexual flame in their relationship, to be with somebody else, to get their spouse, watch them be with somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I don't want him to ever feel like somebody else can have me. So I don't even want to open up that box because I'm definitely. Right. But do you not think that it's possible? And th- y'all, this is not like the, the, the conversation I planned. Tonight, right. But do you not think that if you went that you all could go in establishing a rule of like, this is just to look and not touch like being in a candy store. Like granted from what I know, like you can get a bottle of liquor, you can get like, and I heard they got great food too, but so for people who don't know, Atlanta strip clubs have really good food. I mean, Atlanta places have really good food, but strip clubs specifically have really good food in Atlanta. So it wouldn't surprise me if trapeze did have really good food. Right. But does that mean you can't go into that situation open and being like, Hey, we're going to go, 
We're not going to do anything with anybody else, but this is just to, to your point, like spark a flame, just because you are, it's like watching porn. So right. like, I feel like in instances where you're like being a voyeur, because I guess that's what it is, is like being a voyeur with your partner. Right. It's similar, but you don't necessarily have to engage or do you just not feel. I'm not sure if I even want to open up that box. Got you. You know, like, 11 years is a long time. Some people mm-hmm. are like, well, I've been with my man for 25,000 years, and that's fine. But I don't even want to open up that box where the temptation is there. Like, granted, we have a strong relationship. I trust him. But for the most part, like, I don't want – I don't know if I, I just want to open up that box at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say that I would go. Like, I know tons of people who have gone in trapeze. I, similar to you, I'm like – a, I'm just like, it just seems weird because this is one thing to watch porn, but it's right. a whole other thing to watch like real live people. And I don't even know the attractiveness of the people. And I'm right. shallow, y'all. I'm sorry. But like porn, you can be selective of what type of porn you want to watch. Right. Like, not, not trying to be funny, but you can be selective. But you, but in an environment like that, you can't be selective. Like, it's whatever's there is there. You'd be like, ah. Right. Mm, and I don't need, uh. if I'm there with my man and he goes to the bathroom, I don't need Junebug to be like trying to approach me. No shade to nobody named Junebug, but I don't even feel comfortable like in that place anymore. And I know some people may like, oh, she sounds super lame. But like, even when I go to the club or I haven't been to the club in forever, but if I go somewhere, somebody approached me, like I'm always kind of like on the, like, you know, I'm taking, you know, I just don't want to disrespect him if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But I don't even want anybody to approach me. If I go, like I would go just to see but I wouldn't want someone. That would to be appro- me. I, I wouldn't want so- someone to approach me and think they can get it popping because that's not why I'm there. Right. And I don't. I know y'all can't wear a t-shirt that says no. <laughs> I'm not here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for the wings. But <laughs> I don't even want to be like approached like that. Like I would just go to see what it's like. That's it. Okay. So being in the game for eleven years. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your sexual life is different now compared to what it was prior to you having kids? Maury, you are the father. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> um, it's different because, you know, first episode, we never wanted to have kids. So it was kind of like no responsibilities. I'm free. I can hang out. I can go to the club eight days a week. We can get it popping. We can hang off chandeliers. But now I work a full-time job. I got Two and a half humans, so that's my two kids and him. <laughs> and so I'm not trying to hang off nobody's chandelier. Go ahead. I am um, trying to put some pajamas on and go to bed. Um, but that's not necessarily <laughs> that's not necessarily something that I can do now, you know. And sometimes they're not as open to um, understanding that that's what we want. Um. But do you feel like, so I hear you saying from like a frequency standpoint, from like an access standpoint, but has that limited how much you guys have sex? No. <laughs> it's not. Well, no. bless you. Mm. So for me, I feel like before I had kids, I was like, I'm always have sex seven days a week. I ain't never about to be, it ain't never, da, 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 like none of those things. Mm-hmm. And... First kid, like, pregnancy whole thing was good. Post, I mean, with, (laughs) this is going to be TMI, but with my first child, we had sex so much that, like, I was in the hospital multiple times in pre-labor. Dang. Like, (laughs) 
from like contractions. I would be in tubs. Like I was getting like Ivy drips to stop. Like, look, I wish I could see April's body. Um, but it, it, and so finally the doctor had to be like, just stop having sex, please. Like, just and, stop. And I think, and I will, I will second what Jennifer has said because I agree too with the first kid. And I think it's because it's like stress-free sex. Mm-hmm. There's like no condoms. You don't have to like worry. You don't have to worry about like a condom, you know, ripping or tearing or anything like that. So they trying to get up in this like <laughs> all night long. I'm like, <laughs> like it's open like Waffle House like every single day. So mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely understand. So yeah, so like with the fr- with when I was trying to impress it, it was like scot free everything. And even after I had him, like it was. I wouldn't say that I was like, ooh, I was gung-ho. Because I know some people who, like, in less than six weeks, say, like, let's get a pop. And that definitely was not me. I don't know what was wrong. I think I was just too tired. Like, I was like. No, I'm like, can I get a note that says 12 weeks? <laughs> I was like, sleep is more important than sex. Right. Like, legitimately, like, can I get sleep? I take sleep for 5000 right. Like, that was more important. And then I unfortunately got pregnant seven months after the fourth one. Me too. Oh, damn. Yours was a fluke, though. Like, Valentine's Day, like, that shit was like... It was the first date that we had. Landon was seven months. We had our first date since he was born, and I got pregnant again. Like, that. that is, like, the... I remember April calling me with this phone call, and I was like, girl, that shit's so disrespectful. Like, I don't understand what's going on. And while I didn't understand what was going on, myself turned around and got pregnant the same goddamn way like literally to the goddamn month Preston was seven months old and I was pregnant with Penelope and I cried like y'all when I tell y'all I cried but that shows you how much sex I was having however did you feel like sex after the second kid changed for who for (laughs) for you for me, I think it was because I was in regards to how much, no. Um, in regards to like wanting to, um, it wasn't like no shade on him or anything like that, but it was just, mm-hmm. I was just tired, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it was just a shift in our relationship because we didn't want to have kids. And then we just had two kids. Back to back, back to back. And for me, I was dealing with like postpartum, mm-hmm. you know, with both kids. So I feel like, you know, as soon as I got over it with Landon, here come Leah, and then I'm dealing with it, but even more, because I have right. this first human that I'm like, Lord, I'm not even half right, so you want to give me two? <laughs> um, and it was just a hard, so it was just kind of like, I wasn't going to tell him no, you right. know, but it was just like, I'm, I'm tired, you know. Um, and my mind, I guess my mind wasn't in it, because I was like, okay, I need to change the laundry, I need to do this, so... Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, I'm not trying to put April on blast, and I'm, I'm going to put her on blast in a minute, but I'm not going to put her on blast right now. To get my Beyonce answer. Go ahead. So, <laughs> like, for me, after, like, I would, I'm sure that my husband would say post-first baby, it was definitely a difference mm-hmm. because I was, I, I, mean, I was tired. Right. Like, there's no, there's no taking away from first mom, first kid, mm-hmm. tired. Like, I had had stepkids, 
in this whole like different life but like having a baby who i remember the first time like i felt like i could sleep for like 15 extra minutes and i got out the shower and it was like a time between when the baby was sleeping i could like had mm-hmm. to get up and get dressed like i remember that sleep and so like for the first i was like okay once things normalized a little bit it was fine with the second so like what you're saying like I had so many other things in my brain that did not have to do with sex. It mm-hmm. was feeding them. It was putting them to bed. It was giving them a bath. It was, you know, cleaning the house. It was keeping everything done. And, like, so that just got pushed down lower and lower and lower and lower on my totem pole of things to do. Right. And not to mention, I'm like, nigga, I think I'm going to be pregnant if we have sex. Like, legit, in my mind, I was like, sex equals pregnancy. I ain't trying to have no more babies. Like... This shit is no. Yeah. Go ahead. I didn't feel like with Landon, after I had him, because I got pregnant on the pill. Um, and if y'all want to know what pill it is, it was orthotricycline. Don't get it. Um, <laughs> I got pregnant on the pill with Landon. And the same day I found out I was pregnant with him, I found out I had five fibroids. Mm-hmm. And I did not know what that was. So after I had him, I was so cautious, like, no, don't touch me. Don't breathe on me. Right. Like, wrap yourself in saran wrap. Like, I'm not even, mm-hmm. you know. And I was on the pill again. Mm-hmm. So I was so nervous when I was, you know, pregnant. When After I had Landon, I was like, I just don't want to get pregnant. And that was like, even if we would do it, after it, I'm like, I would just keep pregnancy tests in my <laughs> bathroom, you know. I still have pregnancy tests in my car, and my husband has a vasectomy. Like, I still take pregnancy tests, and my I got my tubes tied the day after Leah. So the second baby, <laughs> I'm not I'm not dealing with the birth control company. I'm not dealing with the doctors. I'm not dealing with nobody. I gotta I gotta choose me first, okay? So the day after she was born, I got my tubes tied because I'm like I'm not doing this again. Right, like so I think I'm just my daughter's about to be three, and it's interesting. I feel like my therapist. I had a lot of things happen in like four years, right. like. For y'all who have not listened in before, I literally went from zero to hero. Like, I was an overnight mama. One mm-hmm. day I had no kids. Another day I had two kids. Another day I had three kids. Another day I had four kids. Another day my daddy was sick living in my house, and then he passed. So my therapist would say, like, do you think you had postpartum that just was undiagnosed because you had too many things to do? Hmm. And I was like... Well, I don't know, because I was just running at full steam ahead for so long, except for me, that full steam ahead didn't always include sex with my husband. So I think that became a point of frustration for him. And even when I talk to new moms, like that first year is hard as fucking nails. Like there's no taking away like that first year of having a kid, like you're adjusting to not being selfish, not being alone, not having your body to yourself. Mm-hmm. A baby nursing on your body, a dude wanting to be in your body. Like my friend, one of my what? friends described described it as like I'm getting drained from my boobs and filled in my vagina. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, damn, that's really literally what it is. And I don't think anybody thinks about it that way. And that is exhausting. Yeah, like the pure, the sheer amount of it is exhausting. And I don't think anybody thinks about it that way. Yeah, and I think like for me, you know, like. As a woman, I feel like I do have a responsibility to make sure mm-hmm. that he's happy, that he's satisfied. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I would literally, like, put it in my phone to initiate sex. 
so that he wouldn't feel like I just don't feel didn't, bad. Like, you know, like I didn't want him to feel like like he wasn't, you know, wanted or needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes to go out to the bar, so I don't want him to drift away, you know, right. at the same time. So in addition to it was like laundry, put the kids, go pick up some diapers, have sex with him. Like it was in my, <laughs> you know, my calendar to do those things because that wasn't on the top of my Mm-hmm. my things to do you know it's like okay eight o'clock put on put on lingerie you know like well kudos to you because you put on lingerie um so it was not like in a perfect what well, i say in a perfect world but it was not what i i don't want to say wanted to do but i just did it because granted we have two kids i still have a responsibility to tim so mm-hmm. i just did it because I didn't want in the midst of us learning how to be a parent that our relationship would suffer in that area. Right. Do you feel like, A, it's still a chore. You can plead the fifth. <laughs> a, do you do you still feel the need to schedule in your phone? No. Okay. I don't. So that that, that gets April out of answering the, the, the question I actually asked. And then B, do you feel like that scheduling made you have a stronger desire to? So, cause a lot of articles, like I struggle with not the desire to is the balancing act. So I think that's what I don't, I haven't grasped fully yet. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go to bed with a sink full of dishes. I don't want to go to bed with my house looking a mess. I got to make sure they're fed. I got to right. make sure I, they eat. I got to make sure they take a bath. I got to make sure their iron clothes are ironed. I got to make sure my kitchen is clean. And then at the end of me doing all that while you've been playing video games, I also <laughs> need to like have sex with you. Right. So for me, it's been finding a balance of being okay with dishes being in the sink, being okay with asking for help mm-hmm. to, Hey, can you bathe them? Right. And because I used to be like, I shouldn't have to ask for help. Well, I got to ask for help. They his kids too. Right. Da, 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 da. And what my therapist, I keep on trying to tell y'all about therapy. She was like, you're a superwoman, but you, you, can't, you can't fly. Mm-hmm. And so for me, once I started releasing some of those things, and I was forced to ask for help right. per se, because I was traveling and I literally like had to do stuff for work that I couldn't like give to anybody else. So I was forced to be like, okay, I need you to pick them up. Okay, I need you to make them dinner. Okay, I need you to, like, bathe them. So, for me, some of that came through force, but also some of it still comes through choice. Like, I shouldn't have to ask you to do things, but I do ask because I know that I can't assume. Mm-hmm. But for me, that initiation of you doing things is what, on the back end, makes you makes me feel like you're easing my life. Right. Like, my husband's biggest thing is you make my life easier. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you gonna make my life? Well, easier? how are you making my life easier? Right. And you, you easing my life as well is what makes me more apt to be more receptive right. to that. So, I have had to try to find a balance within that. I think for us, um, it was a conversation that I, I had with him, in regards to like the amount of times we have sex, you know, how often, what it's like when we do. And I was like, if I were able to get a better balance in our life, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a problem. Not saying that it was a problem, but if I didn't have to do everything, then mm-hmm. I'd be willing to hang off some chandeliers for you. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> Grease up in some cocoa butter. Like, I would do it. But these are the things that I need so that when that time comes, it can be like an on and popping experience. Right. So, happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. And he took that and ran with it. Like, he's saying, oh, okay, if I pick the kids up, if I wash the dishes, she's going to be hot and ready like little Caesar. <laughs> and so, it wasn't like we had to sit down and have like a deep conversation 
but he just seen like the benefits of him helping it benefited him too mm-hmm. so that's how we were able to i mean there were other conversations that we had about helping and things that that's a whole mm-hmm. other podcast but in regards to them i just kind of associated like if you want this this is this what is i what need has to happen. yeah but like so for me when i said that like the conversation be like, so I got to do this in order to get that. And I'm like, it's not this or that. It's like, I have to still do all these things. Cause I think the archaic thought of, well, I'm a man. All I do is go to work and come home. And as a woman, you take care of the house and bathe the kids and yeah. feed them and da, 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 da. like the laundry list of things that women have to do. The missing part of that is we still go to work every day. Right. Like I get up, in the morning, I don't, like, I force myself to have time to myself now because that's what I need, but I don't have the luxury of laying in the bed after I wake up. I wake up to kids slapping my face talking about mommy, I'm hungry. Right. And they still four. Like, so I think it's not a tit for tat, but it's a, like, this is a reality. And I don't think that all husbands or partners no, understand that. And they don't. Like, for us, it was a it was a discussion where, number one, we went half on a baby. Sorry to use the <laughs> R. Kelly reference. But we did go half on a baby. And number two, like, I had to spin it in a way where he understands, like, you being part of their life, not, not just living here, but actually being here, is a benefit to you and the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they want to, like, you should be able to know, like, if something happened to me, nothing should be able to miss a beat. Right. You know, so you need to be involved. You should know when time drop off and pick up time is, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's just not on me. And another discussion is like we we don't live back in 1919. Mm -hmm. So you can't pick and choose what area you think our relationship is going to come from. You can't be like, I expect a hot meal, but you want me to go to work because (laughs) anime Bullock back in the day, she was at home cooking Sunday dinners on Tuesday. I work a nine to five. So you're not going to get that same treatment. So you have to pick and choose what area you want this relationship to come from because you, me going to work all day and picking up kids and cooking you a dinner. That's I ain't never seen bro. that in history books. Like, I'm sorry. So pick and choose what you want. So it was like, Hey, you know, they like when you go take them to track, they like when you do those things. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, when you're home, you see how excited that they are. So that kind of transformed him like, okay, well, let me make sure I'm off by a certain time so that I can pick them up and I can right. take them and think just like that. So I don't want to, I would never approach him like in a nagging way. Not saying that's what you're doing, but I just try to spin it so he can see the benefits of like mm-hmm. helping, you know? Yeah. And, and and I will say that is my work in progress. Cause my kids are younger than April's like by about two years, mm-hmm. give or take. Cause we are blessed to live in the same city and April's kids are six and five. My Please nephew, don't leave me. My nephew is five. My son is four. My daughter will be three. So we, me, April, my sister literally had stair step kids. Mm -hmm. And um, the desire is for them to spend more time with each other, except my kids will say April's kids are their best friends. Yes. Like Penelope would be like, my best friend Leah. And Preston would be my best friend Landon. And Penelope would be like, no, they my best friends. (laughs) Aww. so we do have that in common. So I am grateful that, you know, our kids spend that time and we do, we are close enough to really have that bond. But I do think that, um, with kids come trials and tribulations, especially when, it, when sex is, is, is involved in your relationship. So for any new moms or new stepmoms or any of that, like just open your mouth and communicate. I will say for me, that was the biggest change in desire is not the right word but like of timing yeah and i think it's important 
I don't know if this is off subject or not, but I think it's important to kind of understand like your spouse love language mm-hmm. when it comes to sex, because like getting pop in at a certain amount of time, like at 10 o'clock every day, like that may not be your love language, you know? So right. explaining to your spouse, like for me, foreplay starts in the morning, mm-hmm. like it's throughout the day. Like mm-hmm. it can't be like I talk to you, I haven't talked to you all day, and then when it's time to go to bed, you're trying to get it popping because I'm gonna be looking <laughs> at you like, uh, excuse me, sir, like a dude in the club, like no, you can't get my number, like <laughs> no, like I need that interaction during mm-hmm. the day as opposed to he may be someone who may not need that interaction during right. the day, he may just need to do it whatever his side is, but um, I think it's important to understand each other's love language. love language and that's really important because like my language my love language is acts of kindness mm-hmm. so the fact that i associate help and all those things with like yes my panties wet yeah that is very like indicative of my love language versus his is touch and i'm like well i can't touch you because i don't have time i'm right. washing these dishes my hand is deep hands deep in a sink full of bleach water but what I have come to learn is I have to take away that excuse for me mm-hmm. and just be able to be, it's, y'all, it is the hardest thing that I have ever had to do because I ain't never gone to sleep with dishes in my sink, like ever. It's some shit I got from my daddy. Like, it is terrible. But, like, I literally have had to be like, Jennifer, just go to sleep with the sink, with the kitchen dirty. It's going to be okay. In the back of my mind, I'd be like, Cause bitch, you gonna have to do this shit in the morning, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Cause you were still engaging with your husband and that is what is going to make him happy. So I think it is important to identify love language. Thank mm-hmm. you, April. And to set aside time. Cause that really is when your kids get grown and leave, mm-hmm. ain't nobody there but them. And so you got to figure out a way to be able to balance that engagement and communication and still live past. like and what I told my husband was like they're not babies forever like yeah. they're they're babies for a short amount of time and this can rebound but I think it's hard for men to understand like they didn't they didn't carry a baby they didn't birth a baby they clit didn't move mm-hmm. they vagina didn't stretch like none of this shit happened to them and the things that we think are second nature for us are not for them like that's just that's just simple genetics so being empathetic, but also being able to communicate your needs. And one of the things I learned, too, in our relationship is that sometimes they just don't know. Mm-hmm. So it was like, if no one ever tells you that robbing a bank is wrong, you're going to still continue to get that check, you know? <laughs> so I had to kind of sit down and kind of understand, like, his mind frame. Like, why don't you know to do these things? He's like, well, you do it. No, you do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I thought you was good. And I'm like, no. Like, I want you to Like, if I walk in the kitchen to see you walk, washing some dishes, trust and believe you getting it. Like, yeah. it's on and popping right now. Like, like It might be on that counter. Exactly. Um, but he didn't know that. So now he'd be like, you want me to wash this? <laughs> you want me to wash this? <laughs> you mean wash these dishes, girl? Right. I'll get them nice and soapy and hot for you. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to kind of, like, let your spouse know, like, they may not know. So instead of just being angry with them about stuff that they're not doing, they may not know to do it because you do it and you do it well. Yes. So on that... We're going to sign off. So this is uh, April's first time being a co-host. So next time we're going to try to get her to ask more questions and be more engaging. It's not her natural forte. It's not. She hasn't been doing this as long as I have. Not that I'm a pro y'all at all. Um, 
But a few announcements. So we are doing the second annual shit shower shave Mother's Day trip. Whoop whoop. Yep, y'all better come. Montego Bay, Jamaica, May 10th through May 13th. Go to shitshowershave.com to get the info. If you visit us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you can be able, you will be able to find the information for how to book. You can book exclusive exclusively through Delta Vacations. Please send us an email at info at shitshowershave. As most of you know, that would be S H Y T showershave.com if you need the promo code but you can also visit the website to get the information for the trip again the dates are may 10th through may 13th in montego bay we're going to be jamaica man listen linda let me let y'all know something about this trip (laughs) okay if you do not want to be stuck at a restaurant on mother's day Ordering your food, your kids' food, taking them to go wash their hand, picking all the green stuff out their food, all the black stuff out their food, then you need to go on this trip. Had so much fun last year. I honestly have sympathy for my kids when they want to leave the park and they cry because that's how I felt after this trip was over. <laughs> I did not want to leave. Um, I did have attitude when I get back when I got back because I didn't want to be bothered. I had so much fun. I was drunk the entire time. Um, Y'all better ask for this for Mother's Day. Like, you can always get more money. <laughs> Book this trip. So thank you, April, for that wonderful endorsement. And I'm not even saying that because she's my friend. I'm like, for real, for real, I had an like, amazing time, and I cannot wait. So I'm going to be there either snatched or fat, but I will be there. Yes, we had some first-time people out of the country. And what I will say, moms, it may be hard to think about leaving your kids for Mother's Day. No, but it's not. Mother's Day is about you. It is about you being able to enjoy a day that is about you because you give of yourself 364 other days of the year. So take this short weekend. I have moms this year that are coming in on Thursday and leaving Sunday morning so they can see their kids on Mother's Day night. April, I know that's not you. And that's not me. I'm getting there Thursday and leaving Tuesday. But to each his own. That's what FaceTime Um, is for, guys. (laughs) Yes, lots of moms got FaceTime last year. Moms got gifts in their suitcases that they opened up on on Mother's Day. So just think about it. Um, everyone who came last year said that they thoroughly enjoyed and wished they had thought about this before. So again, visit vi- visit visit us on social shyt.showershave.com or um, on our website and get information to book. Until next week, have a great week, Mom.